today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Have you ever wanted to nebnose on the rooftop of some of the city's oldest buildings? Or maybe hear the backstory behind some of the most ornate and beautiful lobbies? Even peek inside a bank vault? Well, Doors Open Pittsburgh lets you inside. And this weekend, they're back in full force downtown. I'm with founder and executive director Bonnie Baxter. It's Monday, September 26th. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Bonnie, uh, how did Doors Open get started? Because this is not your first year. You've been doing this quite a while. Well, oddly enough, it took me moving outside of Pittsburgh, my hometown, to Chicago, experiencing their buildings through, you know, a ton of tours that, that we would take all the time. And uh, I had actually attended a similar event, this Open House Chicago program. And I thought, wow, what is wrong with me? I've neglected my own hometown. I'm spending so much time getting to know Chicago, what I, which I consider my second hometown. I should really be doing this back home. And I should maybe try to develop a pathway for other people to do that, sort of like be a tourist in their own city. Yeah. And is that kind of how the initial list got started? It's just that, you know, look around process or... Yeah, yeah, that that was the initial. I uh, I start reaching out to organizations like Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation, as well as the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership, and I said, hey, you know, here's my idea. I came across this in Chicago. I think it would play so well in Pittsburgh. You know, here's my target list. Do you have any contacts at these buildings? And they were generous enough to provide me the contacts they had, and I just sort of worked down the list, introduced myself, introduced the idea of Doors Open Pittsburgh, and I would tell you that, you know, it within the first call, even you know, before the end of the call and everything I'd hoped to talk to them about, I would say 99.9% of the building uh, contacts that I spoke to like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, they understood the mission. They understood the relevance and the importance of opening their spaces for, you know, for the general public to come to appreciate. Well, and pretty much everything on the list for the big doors open event on October 1st um, is downtown. Um, so how did you kind of whittle away this list over the years um, and pick which ones that you wanted to allow people, you know, this access to? Sure. Well, uh, uh, actually, quite the opposite. We we, we uh, have not whittled it down. COVID has actually done that for <laughs> oh, us. No. Yeah. Well, you know, every, every everyone has that that COVID story. Um, so there there you know in 2016, you know the very first event we had nearly 40 buildings, I believe. Uh, and then in 2017, we expanded actually beyond downtown, and we included Northside in the Strip District. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and that we had close to 70 buildings. We required almost 400 volunteers, and after that. Event, Event, I said, I can't do this. I, you know, I'm, I'm a one person. Uh, you need a new corporation for that. <laughs> yes, I need a new corporation, lots of funding for that. So what I decided to do thereafter, so from 2018 forward, we did include Northside a couple of more times. And then with the onset of COVID in 2020, uh, and continuing into 2021, we I decided to go ahead and just present downtown and just do it for one day. And you've got what, roughly 35 buildings right now? Yeah, this year we have 35 buildings. Uh, in years past, like we just discussed, we we definitely had more. Some years we had less. And it's really, you know, when I approach the buildings year to year, uh, it's really up to them. Uh, many of them have, you know, schedule conflicts or they're in the process of remodeling or reconstructing. Uh, and every year I do make a concerted effort to pull in uh, at least, you know, five, six, seven, up to 10 new buildings. Uh, that's been a little challenging uh, with COVID 2020 and 2021 and even a little bit this year. But every year we do try to freshen up the the building list. 
Yeah. Well, let's dig into some of the specifics there. You know, like, for example, I'm talking amongst our team, my colleague said, you know, the courthouse is kind of the last place I want to be unless I have like some distant <laughs> relative who died and left me money or a beach house. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, Absolutely. What, what's the selling point for some of these spaces um, and which ones are, you know, some of your favorites? Great question. Um, so what we look for primarily are buildings that what we would consider architecturally significant, um, where gotcha. they are just stunning examples of certain styles of architecture. Um, the architect themselves, you know, would have a fascinating history or background that we like to bring forward. Um, secondarily, uh, buildings that have been adapted to um, present day use. That's really a very interesting way to look at buildings. Uh, you know, so many cities, and quite frankly, Pittsburgh has been guilty of this, we tear tear old structures down. Uh, and I think what Doors Open does is it highlights the need for preservation and reuse. So, um, you know, every year our building list does contain uh, a number of buildings that have been repurposed. Because I think, again, that's really important to draw the, the public's eye to that. Um, and then, you know, thirdly, it's just an opportunity to get into buildings that we all know about, and we've probably all been inside as Pittsburgh burgers like something like Heinz Hall. However, yeah. during during doors open day, there's something real special that the buildings have in mind. So it might be access to like a behind the scenes area or something that's typically off limits. Um, or you'll get the opportunity to talk to staffers and people within the organization who do the great work that they do there inside the building. So you'll get to learn actually a little bit more about not just the building, but what they do inside that space. So again, things that are really just off the beaten path, whether you're familiar with these buildings or not. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. There was one in particular I noticed had sort of a glamorous history. Uh, the Clark Building had, what, like 70 jewelry stores inside it? Yes. Um, and there was another one, some, I think something about Pittsburgh's first skyscraper. Um, yep. What are some of the highlights that you can share? Um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Jewelry District is really interesting. You're right. There were over 70 jewelers at one time that resided in that building, and, and that was that was it. If you were shopping for diamonds and gems and jewels, that's where you went. Um, fascinating. It, it, it really is. And, and you know, over time, um, I think they've been relegated now to two floors, and the rest of it is, you know, commercial, uh, residential with an amazing rooftop view. Um, however, during Doors Open uh, Day on October 1st is when you come into the jewelry di district on those two floors in the Clark building, you'll actually be walked through the process because this is, we're talking about like old world craftsmanship. So that's what they're going to be highlighting and kind of walking you through the process of how jewelry is um, is made from start to finish. So I, I think 
think that's kind of interesting. Um, well, um, just another example, I think I saw the Grant Building is on the list. Um, and I, th- I thought I remember there's being something about an old antenna that used to be up there. Yes. What was the history of that? Yeah. So the Grant Building is interesting. Um, that will be a lobby only experience, which a handful of our buildings are. And all that means is uh, uh, in most cases, there's not really anything significant to, to see above the lobby. We really want people to focus uh, on the lobby itself, because uh, there's you know some inclusion of art that's significant, or just the architectural uh, uh, display. Uh, but the Grant Building uh, has a very interesting history. Is that uh, on, you're right on the roof? There's a um, sort of a beacon, and that was more for aviation purposes, and it used to spell out the word Pittsburgh in Morse code. Really? Yes. I've never heard that before. Yes, absolutely. And they spelled it the right way, too. <laughs> I wonder H. how many people actually know how like to say Pittsburgh in Morse code. That's fascinating. I, I have no idea. I, you know, we should we should quiz people on that. We should take a poll. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, you kind of spoke to this a little bit with that lobby experience um, in all of these spaces. You know, once you're inside them, you know, what's the experience going to be like? What can folks see? What can they do? Um, and who are they going to be talking to? That's a great question. Thank you for asking, because they do vary. Across the 35 buildings, um, there are a handful of buildings that are lobby only. Again, you're going to get as far as the lobby, but we're going to have a volunteer docent inside that lobby to uh, walk you through a three, four minute narrative, uh, telling you a little bit about the history of the building, who built it, why they built it, and some of the architectural features. We also have other buildings that are that are offering guided tours every 15 to 20 minutes. There's going to be other buildings that offer absolutely amazing rooftop or near rooftop views. There's going to be a handful of beautiful churches. uh, And I mean, the creme de la creme uh, downtown. We also have theater space that's open. And again, these are many theaters that that we would have stepped into, like the Harris Theater, the Heinz, uh, Heinz Hall. However, on Doors Open Day on October 1st, you're just going to get a different perspective on it. Um, we also have a number of office spaces, uh, which I know many of us haven't been in an office lately, but some <laughs> right? of these spaces are pretty amazing. Again, some of them offer great views. Some of them are just just truly outstanding aesthetically and architecturally. Uh, and we also have what we call artist and maker spaces. So these are areas like some of the galleries through the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust that will be open. Uh, so again, there's really something for everyone. Uh, when you you know get onto our website at doorsopenpgh.org and check out the building list and then dig a little deeper and read the descriptions of, of you know, each experience that will be offered in each of those buildings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, Doors Open is this big one day opportunity to check out all of these spaces downtown. Um, but Doors Open as an operation has events all year long. Um, what else can people look forward to if they're not able to make it this weekend, you know, in the coming weeks or months? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the first year that we really blew it out of the water. You know, we, we started with the downtown event. Uh, we did that for the first several years. And then last year, I tinkered around with some uh, walking tours and a, something called an insider tour, which just gets people into one location that's typically off limits or very obscure. And people seem to to, to respond well to that. So um, this year, we made, as an organization, we made a commitment to actually establish and curate uh, a full tour season. So uh, beginning uh, earlier this year and towards the end of April, and it'll continue through the end of October, we have something going on every weekend, whether it's a guided walking tour across 18 different neighborhoods that we've been visiting uh, throughout the tour season, or an insider tour, again, getting into like an obscure, typically off-limits space. So we have something coming up uh, every weekend through the end of October, and then hopefully we'll be back again next year. 
Well, we'll make sure we have links to all of those upcoming events. Um, Bonnie Baxter is the founder of Doors Open. Um, thank you again so much, and we'll see you downtown. Sounds perfect. Thank you, Megan. A little more news before you go. Kennywood is expected to stay closed through Friday after three people were shot and several others got trample injuries while they were trying to get out of the park. It happened Saturday night during the first day of Phantom Fall Fest, and people have been super critical of the park online since, saying that security really wasn't up to the task and that bag checks at the door were cursory at best. The park says their weapons detection system is state-of-the-art. And a little sports news. The Penguins kicked off the preseason yesterday. It was really bizarre, a split squad doubleheader. Apparently, it's the first time they've done that in 34 years. So half the team played a game in Pittsburgh at 1 p.m., which we won. Yay. And then the other half of the team played a game in Columbus at 7 p.m., which we lost. Assistant coaches made the calls on the bench, while head coach Mike Sullivan watched both games in person from the press boxes. And you didn't miss a lot. Almost none of our big players dressed. I guess at this point, it's all about finalizing the roster ahead of the regular season, which kicks off October 13th. The more you know. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please let someone know and leave us a review and subscribe to the morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. I'm in awe of your schedule, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why I like to take many naps that people don't realize. (laughs) 